Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bits, Bytes, and Solutions, the podcast exploring the latest developments in technology. I'm your host, Julia Concolino. Hi, everybody. I would love to welcome Kyle Draving to this episode. Kyle is one of our software developers at Fizen, and I will be speaking with him about new AI technologies. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, so I'm currently part of the professional services team here at Pison Tech. Uh, I'd say I dabble in all things technology, but my strong suit has primarily been front-end web development. Uh, th- thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. So like I said, we will be discussing different AI technologies, uses, challenges, and fears coming in with those. Um, especially in the development and design space. So, um, you know, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are when it comes to chat GPT. Do you have any thoughts, like what excites you most about it? Or are there any, you know, fears about it? Anything like that come to mind? Oh, of course. Um, fears and excitements. I, I currently, I'm having a great time with it, learning new uh, frameworks and libraries, you know, in my field work, there's countless technologies and even more coming out, uh, even, uh, very recently. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, plenty of things to talk about as far as, you know, fears and how to use it and, uh, excitement about it. Now, I know you said that you've used it to learn new frameworks, things like that. Um, How do you envision using it when it comes to your day-to-day software development work? Um, Just like that, I use it kind of as a starting point to begin development. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's some new feature technology our project needs, I can easily kind of get a quick rundown of uh, what would work for uh, said feature. Um, it, it helps with all these uh, user <laughs> syntax errors, yeah. uh, debugging, um, a lot of these cryptic, or a lot of these errors can be very cryptic and you can just pop it in there. I use it a lot like I used Google in the past, except it's faster. <laughs> I can, <laughs> it's it's way faster, more direct to what I need. I don't have to go through um, age old form posts or stack overflows that are just close to being relevant to what I need, but not quite there. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. And what tasks or workflows do you think that AI chatbots can automate or assist with that would free you up for more strategic work? Um, I mean, same thing, just the the quick, uh, I have an error, I pop in the code, it kind of can quickly diagnose what's going on. that definitely speeds up my workflow i mean even if it's just missing a semicolon 
little errors like that they're just easy to miss um the automation part of it it's not not necessarily i wouldn't say it automates anything it really yeah. just uh frees up my time to be more focusing on designs or the specific implementation um i don't have to worry about you know getting the the syntax correctly gotcha. or like perfect or so you, about, you already have yeah. kind of the building blocks in your own skill set you more so use it as a secondary resource to to check on any errors that you've gotten in the code or things of that nature yes exactly i it, it i tell it like i'm driving this thing it's not mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not telling me exactly what to do i have to tell <laughs> it what to do and it will you know spit out helpful things but i still have to direct it to get exactly what i need if i have no idea what i want there's no way of using this to just automate uh development <laughs> that makes sense okay um and do you anticipate any challenges or have you encountered any challenges in integrating you know ai technology into your existing workflows I don't know if I'd say challenges. It's I basically have used it as like a full replacement of other search engines like like Google and Bing and even Reddit or uh, Stack Overflow. The the challenges. <laughs> am, am I too reliant on it? Okay, this, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Uh, I I always have that thought in the back of my head, like, am I doing the the due diligence needed to implement this the the best uh, way out there? I guess it like it spits mm -hmm. out an answer, and then you're like, should I ask it a different prompt, or should I ask it, is this the business standard? <laughs> like, right, right. The the, the current chat gpt is like a, a record of all the internet from uh what 2017 so is that all is it all out to out of date like should mm -hmm. i be doing more research and figuring out um is this the correct way to do this is there a faster way of doing this this is one way but and this would make it simple but am i relying on it too much am i just copy and pasting what it's telling me to do from 2017. <laughs> so, so it all comes down to, are you asking the right questions? And um, are, are the questions worded in a way that an AI bot will understand and give you the correct response? And, you know, those types of questions kind of come into play. Um, but you also, you know, have the question of, what if it gets shut down? Am I still going to be able to complete my work in the correct way? And I feel like that is where people who maybe don't have the software development background like yourself and have been solely reliant on an AI chatbot might run into some issues. You know, if, it's, if it were to get shut down or, you know, if it's no longer able to process the data for whatever reason, server-wise, um, you know, are, are we becoming too reliant on these chatbots to solve everyday problems that we ourselves can do, but want to speed up and make more efficient? Yeah, I completely agree. It's like if this 
I'm in a bad state. If this turns off tomorrow, am I dead in the water? I would right. like to say no. I have like a decade of experience working with Google to figure out my problems. <laughs> yes. As do many other developers. But I it would be a big bummer. You just have to think of it as a tool. Like, yes, it's a tool. It's not the the device itself that you know you're it's not the designer you are exactly it's it's a tool the best developers can use it the best way mm -hmm. that makes sense okay um in terms of you know working on a team i i know that there's several other developers here at bison has working with these chatbots you know as a tool has it changed collaboration for you has it made it easier more difficult or has it pretty much stayed the same in terms of collaborating with the other developers on the team i'd say it it's has stayed the same okay. primarily um what i envision maybe other areas there'd be less like going to people's desks and being like hey i need help with something or can you take a look at this is there an error um currently all my collaboration comes at like the the do we need this feature do we like this design kind of thing i, I very rarely have just straight up as far as web development and apps mm -hmm. there's been of course, some professional software that other clients need, and I can get a lot of collaborative help from others at Tech. But for primarily, um, you know, web development and web app development, it's been the same. I okay. I don't see. I've never just gone up to. <laughs> well, I work fully remote, but I haven't gone up to somebody's desk <laughs> as I envision other offices and just like, right. hey, I need you to look at this or what do you see here? So um, the landscape in person might be slightly different as a result, but due to most of the team being remote, you're not necessarily seeing that difference. Yeah. And with the, the errors and problems I encounter, you just need so much context around it. It's such a building block. It would be like showing showing somebody one one piece of the puzzle and be like, hey, mm -hmm. can you help me? That makes <laughs> sense. Like, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, cool, cool. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about, you know, the concerns about over-reliance on AI for tasks. Where do you see the line between beneficial assistance from AI versus full replacement of developers? And do you encounter, you know, seeing that in the future? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I'd say there needs to be a balance. You don't want to mindlessly just write prompts and take everything it gives you at face value. And frankly, that's just not possible currently. These chatbots can guide you on the steps one would need and like break down each step. If you were to give it some crazy general prompt, like create a mobile app for runners, but it just can't do that for you. Mm -hmm. Any business planning on like fully replacing developers with AI, ch AI chatbots will be laughed at. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, AI chatbots uh, can be seen as a tool, and the the best developers, the ones that get the big bucks, are going to be the best at using it. 
too. Like, it, it, I think we're really far away from developers and even designers being fully replaced by these these uh, chatbots. Like, the, the higher-ups aren't... Uh, I don't see the, the higher-ups, the, the CEOs, the people that employ these people to be able to fully replace them by putting in prompts themselves and developing a, right. a software app. Because <laughs> they're not going to know the right questions to ask. Yeah. Yes. That makes yes. sense. And not only that, but I think, you know, something that you touched on earlier with it being a tool and you are the designer of the code is that AI just doesn't have the ability to to design something exactly as you might envision it because I feel like it, it would just be repeated templates, you know, if people were trying to use it for the design aspect. Everything would look virtually the same because they don't have that humanistic characteristic where they can actually differentiate between different design, you know, like fonts and and uh, backgrounds and things like of that nature. You know, it, it, I don't know if it can ever get to that point. I I hope yeah, not, at least. I, I agree. I don't <laughs> I don't think it's. It, it, it's going to be possible. And by the time it is, all developers are going to have a different role. Like they've like what has happened in the past too. Like you, <laughs> I don't know my back in the day, my dad was talking about using like cards in a computer. Like that mm -hmm. has completely changed. It'll change in the future as well. Maybe developers are primarily just driving the AI to to be able to create the running app or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, I, it, we are so far away from uh, just developers being replaced in general. Um, I don't know if that's true for everything though. Like I could definitely see um, this replacing some of the more simpler jobs maybe if basic websites, basic, really basic, straightforward mm -hmm. apps. Um, the the art AI has gotten decent. So terrifying, like actually. <laughs> I've seen some very terrifying, uh, you know, deep fake AI stuff, which obviously we will not be getting into. But, yes. you know, that kind of thing, it's, it, it's wild to me that they are able to actually, like, just create something so realistic from a prompt. I know it. it is terrifying and I do see that kind of taking over certain jobs but I mean developers created this thing mm -hmm. <laughs> they're gonna need developers to maintain it and right there will always be jobs for developers I yeah even if the role changes absolutely I, I mean to be the best developer and to be like good in your field you have to adapt that actually leads me into my next question. Um, how might your role as a software developer need to adapt as these technologies become more prevalent? And and do you foresee the need for new skills as this technology gets gets more popular? Yeah, with uh, with anything technology related, you're always going to need new skills. Mm -hmm. um, you have to if this becomes the the business standard like if you're being pushed to to use this thing because it, it can make your work more efficient and faster 
Um, right now, that's not the case with like bigger IT companies like Apple and Google. I've heard of it being straight banned for security mm-hmm. reasons. Um, I foresee new skills needed, like can you write quick, uh, clear prompts and get exactly the information you need, but Mm -hmm. then can you take those prompts and see past it um, to make it use the highest business standards and kind of filter what's what's important, what's not, because this could give you way more information and then it could give you not enough Less, not right. enough right yeah and you okay. have to decipher that for yourself uh, i've had plenty of times where it, it looks cut and dry like just take this snippet of code and it'll work it absolutely does not work and <laughs> it, it might not even be uh it it might work for what it thought I needed, but it's not what I needed. So that and that's why having the the foundation that you have, you know, with ten years of experience is is so necessary. You know, um, if if you're utilizing these the these AI chatbots as a tool, really remembering, you know, all of the foundational pieces because at the end of the day, like we said, if these were to you know go off the grid or whatever. You you need to be able to still utilize your own reasoning and your own knowledge to to get the work done. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, so I would love to hear some of the risks or downsides that you see with developers relying too much on AI chatbots. Um, I think we touched on this a little bit, but the the risks and downsides is just are are you soaking in anything when you're getting these responses, when you're writing prompts? You don't want to be fully reliant on it. You want to have the skills without this thing. Mm-hmm. You also can actively learn from it, too, by uh kind of pushing yourself past just copy and paste and really trying to understand uh, what it what it is doing to complete your task. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other, yeah, the other downsides would just be like, are, are you still a developer without it? If, right. if you're not, then you're not a developer. Mm-hmm. You're uh, an AI chatbot utilizer. <laughs> you're, 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 yeah, you're an AI chatbot utilizer, and you'll <laughs> run into constant problems trying to maintain the code, trying to scale it up. It it won't be good code if you don't have that context of um what should be used and what. Uh, is the business standard and what uh, you know has worked in the past for you, you have the experience to see through um, it's very template straightforward code that's a fair point okay um and I guess one of my next questions would be you know as they become more prevalent how can teams thoughtfully implement these chatbots into you know their their operating procedure um you know if if you were to kind of take your your team that you work with and say okay guys we're going to come up with a standard operating procedure 
like how would you make sure that the team was using it uh, appropriately and not, I guess, abusing um, abusing the ability to use these tools? I I foresee that there'd be some kind of enterprise version of this thing. There might already be, but it's like connected to the business in a way that it you could it like keeps a log of all your employees prompts yeah so to to keep it secure and then also just uh, it'd be very transparent of like what people are using it for if it looks too basic maybe you have to have a talk with them and be like are you (laughs) are you not getting this stuff or especially if you're putting any uh keys or secrets in it as long as there's just a very transparent log of what everybody's putting in there's known rules and guidelines i think it's a great a great tool but you have to you definitely have to use discretion when Mm -hmm. you can't just use it willy-nilly you have to use it very deliberate and you gotta know you can't just take the entire uh you know, code repository and pop it in there. There's <laughs> yeah. going to be stuff you need to hide. <laughs> and I can imagine that a lot of companies, as this does become more prevalent, will have to work in some type of policy and procedure into their handbooks regarding the use of chatbot AI. You know, a, a lot of employees use it. You know, I personally have utilized, uh, you know, chat GPT just to kind of reword something. If I'm like, mm, this doesn't sound right. Can you can you help me make this sound better from a marketing perspective? And, you know, I do feel like there will have to be guidelines down the road when it comes to, you know, corporate policies for different mm-hmm. companies, especially those, you know, Fortune 500 companies where they, you know, are probably quite strict with with the branding and content that goes out. So um, I definitely think that that, if it hasn't already been implemented, will definitely have to be added into, um, you know, different handbooks and, and corporate policy. Yeah, because it is... AI is a living, breathing thing. So it's free because it's actually learning from your prompts too. Mm -hmm. It's taking it. The hardest thing for AI is right now is to get correct data. Like they're they're always searching for more data that they can feed this. So it gets, it it learns more, it learns faster, it gets stronger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You just keep feeding it. (laughs) Yeah. It's turning into the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it's just getting bigger and uh, as you feed it more and more. Yeah. yeah. So, so kind of, you know, coming back to what I was mentioning about, you know, com- companies having to eventually implement this into their guidebooks. Do you think from an ethical perspective, there are certain responsibilities that software developers will have when leveraging and integrating AI technologies. And 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 how do you foresee this affecting the landscape? Uh, yeah, like ethically, it's the same thing as, not, uh, what's the HIPAA? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't wanna be putting in anybody else's personal information or too much data from your project. Like like I said, it's like a recorder. It records things. So 
ethical responsibilities towards this thing would be don't feed it sensitive data don't Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah i mean that's the gist of it like and listen to the 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 guidelines from your company of what you can and can't do with it because it's going to be the company's responsibility to let the developers know like i think or currently with the the bigger com- bigger IT companies just straight banning it i don't think that's the proper way to do it mm-hmm. um i think people will probably <laughs> without those proper guidelines you're just setting yourself up for risk of somebody that you know working from home and jaded and they can now use it or use it on their phone or something mm-hmm. and yeah you're not really it's hard to enforce it's really hard to enforce just just banning it and making it so that person's company computer can't access it is not in my opinion not the best way of um uh what do, what would i say policing it mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess yeah yeah and one thing that I, you know, I, I touched on a little bit, but, you know, as a non-software developer myself, like I said, I've used it several times just to kind of spice up marketing material that I've written or things of that nature. And sometimes chat GPT will say these things may not be accurate, you know, or um, mm-hmm. chat GPT cannot open or read links. And so <laughs> if people aren't necessarily understanding that aspect and they're still relying on it for things of that nature, that can lead to misinformation. And, and you know, that is a whole nother issue that one can come across with use, with overutilizing and almost depending on these types of, of AI chatbots is that, you know, they are not fact-checking because they think that AI knows everything. So there's no need to fact-check against an AI chatbot. That's true. That's a whole other realm <laughs> I, I missed of, you know, incorrect data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Misinformation, and- you, you just like with anything on the internet, right? You want to... Exactly. You, wanna... you have to you have to proofread or fact-check and, you know, check sources. Yes, and- yes, yes, yes. And people will just, you know, that a lot of people fall victim to this. You know, they'll they'll read a, a news article and um, assume that that is all fact. You know, everything is objective online, and so I think you have to remember that, especially when using uh, something like AI chatbots. I agree, a hundred percent. So, how how do you feel about? The idea that AI chatbots could someday replace many tasks done by human coders. I know we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but do you foresee that happening in like the next like 50 years or do you think you'll be retired by the time that what would happen? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next 50 years? That's a long time. I definitely (laughs) see some of the, the, like I said, the the role of developer will change. Mm Mm-hmm as it always has, um, I think it will definitely replace many tasks done by human coders. Um, they'll make it more automated to, you know, it'll create like full boilerplates for things, but can you really remove the design and feature aspects? You, there's always gotta be somebody driving this thing. Right. That I, yeah. I truly believe. 
And again, knowing the right questions to ask, the right prompts, and and being able to digest the information. I feel like that's the human aspect that can really never be taken away. Yeah, I I just, I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I don't think somebody's going to be able to put in the prompt, like create a software business and make me good software. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you ever envision, because I've thought about this a little bit, you know, a company creating their own AI software um, where the software is completely based around all of their guidelines and their branding and then utilizing that to code because it has the repositories of all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I could see that happening. And do you think that would be a good thing or... Because I I feel like I have a hard time wrapping my head around that because it would be, you know, fully all-encompassing of the code repositories. But I just, I don't know, because I know it's possible. You know, I'm sure companies have already started that kind of thing. But I don't know how they plan to continually utilize it and, you know, possibly take away the roles of the coders without having coders monitoring it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like I said, there has to be somebody at the wheel of mm-hmm. this thing. Um, you could have all your code in one place and you could have AI to, uh, it, it's being fed all the, the possible data and you still have to be able to tell it what to do. But you can't fully replace mm-hmm. developers. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I don't even think we're there yet that a business can be fully functional, just fully reliant on an AI, an AI that they've created either. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be developers maintaining the AI and constantly making it smarter, mm-hmm. but those people aren't being replaced. So the, the <laughs> right, people, right. <laughs> the the role, the the tasks might be being replaced, like the the monotonous, uh, routinely tasks. That, but that's great. That's always happened. I think mm-hmm. you always want to streamline and create, put in better processes. So yeah, it doesn't really scare me. Well, good, good. That that's a really helpful perspective because I know for me, I um, I'm not a doomsdayer per se, but I do overthink things. And yeah, you know, I've seen lots of movies where robots take over, and I'm like, ooh, this is a little bit <laughs> veering on that side of things. But it, it's reassuring to hear that, at the very least, like they they still have to be you know, run by humans and implemented by them to function. So, you know, they they can't replace us completely. <laughs> I've heard that some people don't even think, uh, they just see ChatGPT as like a glorified recording of the entire internet. And it mm-hmm. can take those multiple relevant data points and just combine them. It's not creating anything new. It, yes, it's, it's it's all already information that's out there. It's just consuming it and then regurgitating it to us. Yeah. Would would you say that's intelligent? <laughs> or just another piece of software? 
and 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 that's I feel like where a lot of people might be on different you know different opinions when it comes to AI (laughs) yeah yeah I agree I don't we're definitely not there the seeing the Terminator anytime soon (laughs) (laughs) well that makes me feel better (laughs) Well, this has been really great, Kyle. I've enjoyed speaking with you about yeah, all, of these, you know, all of these uh, scenarios, fun. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share or anything else that, you know, you you wanted to chat about that we didn't get the chance to? No, my I thought my final thoughts was actually that last point about. <laughs> <laughs> no Terminator. Uh, that, it's, that it's maybe not even intelligent it might not be really learning anything it's taking all of this data and just combining it it's not creating mm-hmm. anything new it, it doesn't have a, a conscious you know <laughs> yeah. yep of yep well, well thank you so much for sharing your perspective and thoughts on that I, I really enjoyed this this conversation and I feel like our, our listeners will definitely learn a lot when it comes to uh, how you know how you implement AI in your daily life as a software developer and how maybe it's not as terrifying as we think it is because <laughs> we almost put too much power into the eyes of it <laughs> yeah I hope so thank, thank you <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, thanks again for for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing all of the developing that you continue to do at (laughs) Fizen. (laughs) Fantastic. Awesome. Thanks, Kyle.